welcome to the Wifey Hood Podcast. Where we are having holy conversations with a little bit of hood. I'm Candice. And I'm LA, and we're so glad you found us. Yes, through this podcast, we will share conversations about growing in the grace and knowledge of Christ as wives, mothers, and just being a woman. We've been best friends for over 20 years, so there's no need for filters and sugarcoating isn't necessary. So you can expect real and raw topics, biblical truth, and everything your mama ain't tell you about being a wife, okay? If anything speaks to you, don't be stingy, boo. Share it, okay? My mission is to build a wifeyhood and not just a wifey. How much sleep? <laughs> we're on and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> Yes, Lord. You know what? It's so funny. Um, first off, thank y'all so much for listening uh, to this podcast. Again, we do it um, in hopes to help share the gospel and encourage, even if it's one wife. So thank you all, or husbands. So thank you all who do listen. Please don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review, give us a shout out, do something. Because we we do this because we're just being obedient to God. So again, thank y'all for listening. But what I was gonna say is, you gotta talk up because your your sound wave is not it's not strong. You want to start over? Looking at it. You want to start over? Mm-mm. Oh, it's good. Oh. I can hear you. Okay, yeah. great. <laughs> I'm here. You know what? I had the mic all the way to the to the other side of me and yes. not directly in front of me. Is Y'all, I'm tired. I, I've been up since like 1.30 in the morning, and it's 9 o'clock here at night. So it's been a long day for you, sister. It's been a long day. It's been a long day, but we're here, and I'm excited to be talking about this chapter. You were going to say something before you talk about that. Oh, I was going to say, when I was thinking about what we we're going to talk about, uh. you know what's on that comes to mind? Meet me at the altar in your right dress. I don't know why that's fun. <laughs> this ain't this ain't that fun. It's not that this- fun at, at all. But at when all. I was thinking about it, um, for some reason it came to mind, you know, meeting at the altar because it's of course associated with being married, getting married. Mm-hmm. But what we're talking about today, it's it's sort of kind of I don't even know how to how to how to frame it. So I'm just gonna say it. So we're talking about the ten bridesmaids, y'all. The ten bridesmaids, bridesmaids. Let me say that right. So if you don't know the story, I'm definitely gonna read it. Um, it's in Matthew 25. And before I jump into it, do you guys have me want to say? Mm-mm, no, jump into it. Jump, 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 jump. The way, but the way you had said that, the way this is gonna go, I'm a little scared. Now. <laughs> 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 why why i don't know we, we'll see he was like it's not this fun it's not that fun you're right it's not really fun it's not really fun parable but it no. is uh, you know yeah Go ahead. um so matthew 25 verse 1 then the kingdom of heaven will be like the 10 bridesmaids who took their lamp and went to meet their bridegroom five five of them were foolish and five were wise the five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil for their lamps, but the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. 
When the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, they were roused by the shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, We don't even have enough for all of us. Go to the shop and buy some for yourselves. But when, but while they were out, but while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was locked. Later, the other five bridesmaids returned. They stood outside, calling, "Lord, Lord, open the door for us!" But he called back, "Believe me, I don't know you, so you too must keep watch." For you don't, for you do not know the day or hour of my return. May God add a blessing to the reading. <laughs> Why are you looking like that? <laughs> Why are you looking like that? No, I, I don't even know what you feel to say. That's all I was just like. What? What do you I, don't, I don't know. I think it's, um, I love this parable because it's very straight up. It's yeah. like, okay, let me give some back history. So there is a Jewish custom at this time. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of similar to us, but there's a lot more work that the bridesmaids have to do. Um, so, you know, here we got the bridesmaids and, you know, in today's culture, we have bridesmaids that are, you know, Things they got to do is like buy your dress. Um, we had to rest. Hair, rehearsal. Yeah, hair, makeup, hair. you know, yeah. rehearsal, parties, yeah. and, you know, yeah. Pictures. Yeah, so there, and there's and it's, and if anything is done, it has it's towards the bride. Right. But in this time, this was things that was towards the bride and the groom. And, um, it was very, very interesting the way how this even went about because um, it started off, first of all, it's a big bridal party, you know, to me in my mind. I'm thinking 10. That's a lot of people. Girl, I stood in one, one, one wedding. It was, yeah, it was 10 of us plus the bride. So it was 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was big. <laughs> Yeah, I had six. Yeah. I thought that was a lot. Yeah. No. <laughs> you was there. You was in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. But um, the, the whole, I was at yours too, virtually. <laughs> but um, so it really was much different than um the role on the day of the wedding celebration um, for the bride, for the bridesmaids mm-hmm. were to do this. It was so sweet. They were to light his path, um, you know, like to get, so kind of like how, what, what, what were we liking that to kind of like how the brides, um, the flower girl kind of mm-hmm. does the, Oh, yeah. you know, we adorn pretty much adorning the path for the bride. Nobody doing nothing for the groom. Bride, groom come out, stand there. That's it. It's almost like the whole thing is for the bride. Whatever yes. this is. Mm-hmm. You, so, um, 
so they would, you know, light their path. And the oil, the lamps by itself already represent a lot of things, you know, because they had to handcraft their lamps. Mm -hmm. The oil was something very precious as well because it's very expensive. I have one oil lamp that's for emergencies. And when the lights had went out, it was very, very hard to find any type of replacement oil for that because you can't just, oh, let me just, you know, go here and have an oil lamp, you know, some lamp for my oil. Like, no, bam, we have light bulbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was a very, very expensive oil to acquire, but it lasted for a long time. But in this case, um, we see two separate situations where though there were a group of women who were all called to do to to do the same thing not all of them were prepared were uh prepared for the long mm-hmm. uh portion of the calling or i guess maybe um or they yeah i i like what you said they weren't prepared cuz i think with the five, they took extra. They was like, you know what? Just in case he don't come, you know, on this time, they were just wise enough. That's just like, you know, as moms, you know, we, we going on a, to a road trip or we just going to the store. We know we need, we got to prepare because you don't know what's going to happen. So you got to prepare. Oh, no. You're you going to have, for me, I know in the back of my truck, I got clothes. I got diapers. I got wipes. Now, mind you now, whenever we go, we could be at five in the room, but I need to make sure I have those things. Because right. you never know what's going to happen. So I think the five were prepared when the other five was like, oh, no, maybe they just thought, oh, he's just going to come. And didn't think he was going to be delayed. Because it does say um, somewhere in there that he that was he came delayed. At night. Yeah, it said when the bridegroom was delayed, mm-hmm. they all became drowsy and fell asleep. And so I think... They just didn't prepare for that. They didn't think about, oh man, we we would need extra. And like you said, it's yeah. the long, the long time. Long it's the yeah. long haul. Like it's yeah. extended time. You know. Yeah. yeah they weren't prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they weren't prepared for the for the long haul, and it and and also they were servants, mm-hmm. and so that also you know like imagine. Um, Okay, like I don't have lawn care service. You have lawn care service come to your house to do certain stuff, mm-hmm. right? But I know your husband cut your grass. Yeah. But imagine them coming. Yeah. Imagine them coming and they got enough for you know, a quarter of the lawn, but not enough for the full service. Mm-hmm. But still wanting to be called, you know. Oh yeah, these my line. No, you're not. You don't. Even, you even do the whole thing. And so, even in that, I was looking at. I was paying attention to that. Like, you got one job. You ain't bring enough oil for the just in case. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like. Mm. And so I feel like a lot of times when we are walking this walk as Christians. Christian women, we lose sight of the long haul in our Christian walk of faith. Mm-hmm. We we may pray for today 
And I think that's good. We ask God, God, give us what we need for today. But we don't pray sometimes or take other things into consideration for the longer journey with mm-hmm. walking with the Lord. You know, like everything isn't right here. Faith is not always, you know, for at this moment. Sometimes faith is for later on. Mm-hmm. You know, when you are, um, I, we could just talk about marriage. When in marriage, yes, you may be a little bit more humble or a little bit more submissive now, but that's sowing the seed for later. You're extending your oil. You're saying I have a reservation for when I, for when it runs out, because I know I'm here for the longer journey. And so I think that when we look at this, when we look at this um, parable, Jesus is helping us understand that you always need to be prepared. Always need to be prepared. Have having your faith at at you know I'm like at hand, and kind of having that um. Yes, Lord, send me. I can. I'll go. Type of demeanor. Now. You got to go check our... Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to just ch- uh, chat for a little bit so Candace can walk away from it. But how many of us have ever considered, you know, how often we do not take into consideration our prayer life or our faith walk or our dedication to this Christian walk. Sometimes I think we kind of take it for granted or we feel like um, we don't necessarily need to do, I don't want to say too much, but don't need to do everything simply because we don't think that sometimes we don't think it's necessary. Sometimes we don't value it as much. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's many of reasons, but How often do we think about that? You know, I have been trying to put forth my best effort in studying, being a person that studies the word, being a person who listens um, even to sermons or teachings and read essays of different things um, in the faith of Christ, because I do want to sharpen and be prepared, sharpen my 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 skills and my understanding and my wisdom, because faith comes by hearing, hearing of the word of God. And I want to be able to know that I have faith. I don't want to guess. I don't want to have to uh, worry or for someone to have to tell me. Um, I want to be very certain for that. And I believe that it's important for us to really consider how we go about this Christian life every single day, not in a judgmental way. And I feel like it's important to not even try to make it judgy or condemning, but it is very much analyzing and evaluating what exactly do I fill my time with? How do I actually make sure I have a 
oil. In in this case, we can use oil as faith. You know, um, I believe also in this parable, oil was, you know, purity and dedication. You know, like, how do we make sure that we have oil like the wise women and not oil that runs out like the foolish women. And, you know, I think it's also important to um, think about how the wise virgins actually didn't, didn't share their oil with the foolish. I think that's something to note, too, there, because sometimes we... And I don't know if this is just something that I have seen and heard and I have even thought this myself before, but because I got a praying grandmother or because I prayed these prayers long ago or because I know somebody praying for me or I will ask somebody to pray for me and that now that that those prayers, not saying those prayers are ineffective because the prayers of the righteous do avail much, but I'm... uh trying to live off of a secondhand prayer life and not necessarily a firsthand prayer life, one that can actually be substantial for me, one that I know, one that is familiar, one that I'm completely transparent in, completely vulnerable in, all the way me, all the way naked with the Lord. Um, those women did not share, those wise women did not share that. And I think that that's important for us to take note of too, because I don't think that they shouldn't have shared. I don't think they should have shared either because, you know, people can't live off your faith. People can't live off your faith and you can't live off of anybody else's faith either. You have to seriously be dedicated and, you know, available to the Lord, have your own walk with God and not be dependent on anyone else's walk with the Lord or anyone else's relationship, you know, like, or there, like, it's, it's so easy for us sometimes to just like the foolish women, they were very much like, oh, well, y'all have enough oil. Y'all have enough oil, share some with us. It's so easy for us to sometimes look at someone else's uh, reservoir or what they have did and, I don't know, um, convince ourselves that, one, I guess that you can be entitled to it, but also that it it will be the godly thing to do for you to give give me everything that you have. And those women said, no, I think that there's a fine line. There's a boundary there. There in this right here, they're like, listen, you're going to have to write your own path. You know, you're going to have to go, come to Christ yourself. The Bible gives us a good clarity here. I remember in the scriptures where it says, uh, Jesus Christ is the way, the, the, the way, the light and the truth and that he will light our path. Um, so you have to have your own relationship with Christ. You can't you can't be dependent upon anyone else's relationship at all. Um I was trying to think of something else that was that stood out to me about about the 
about the um the virgins. Okay, so I was reading here on um on the website. It says in the Bible the image of a wedding is used to portray the coming of the Lord. Um and that we do not know the timing of Christ's second coming, but we should prepare for it as though it could come at any time, whether soon or late. And so I think that's good to to also take into consideration about having an understanding that we we have to really think about how we are using our time because the Lord's coming is any time. We don't we can't call it and say, "Oh yeah, it's going to be during this time and it's coming at the, you don't we don't know." And so if anything that should leave us in a place of understanding that we need to be dedicated day and night. You know, and and not growing restless or becoming reckless with our time. When it comes to our relationship with Christ, we should be thinking about him. We should be looking for ways to speak to him, serve the Lord. And I'm not trying to say like make it a religious antic, you know, and be very, very much like a Pharisee. But, you know, live in a way that reflects actually like what this uh, this the, the, the mission of wifehood is to teach you in a way that actually brings clarity to uh and with your walk with the Lord. So I think that that's good um for us to hone in and bring our focus in on because this parable was not just about a wedding. It was a parable that gave us gave us symbolism towards the coming of the Lord when he's coming back. And of course, you know, as wifehood, we can easily think about this when it comes down to things with our in our marriage, you know, like how what are we using our words for? Because the Bible says that our all of our idle words, we would even take account to. So though you in your marriage, you speaking idle words or whatever, anything happening, you don't know when a day or hour when the Lord's coming back. So it's like, OK, keep 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 talking out the side of your neck and keep, you know, Let's think about how we are going about our walk with the Lord and take it into a very serious manner for, for us to remember that the Lord is the Lord is always, always watching. Um, thankfully, he knows us. But of course, it, it can be up to you if he don't know you. I guess based on how you how you do. If you're gonna have enough oil, if you're gonna have enough faith, if you're gonna walk with him, then neither he gonna know you or he ain't, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I see Candace is back, y'all, but Candace is on mute for a minute because yeah. she's not here. Yeah, I'm here, and she over here saying, "Mama, mama, so she, she's calling for you." But I am here. Yeah, she didn't want to. Um... Mama, yeah. <laughs> that, well, everyone, welcome, um, radio personality Ari uh, Lomax to the stage. Mama. Woo! Mama. Welcome, Ari. Mama. Yeah, she mama. didn't want to go, yes. go to sleep, and she didn't want to eat dinner tonight. 
So I made some Asian turkey meatballs with some brown rice and steamed broccoli. And she was like, no, don't want to eat this. So right now this is her second. Meals that are good for me. Right. I don't, she didn't want that. So we're doing a rendition of it with some chicken um, wings that we had in the refrigerator with some brown rice. So, yes, you want water. So I'm here, y'all. I'm here. I'm just momming it. Hey, that's what, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we is. We we are going to be moms, but, but if we ain't going to be nothing else, baby, we're going to be a mama. Um, But, yeah, I don't have anything else after that. I feel like I gave all types of details. Actually, I think I'm going to go back and listen to this myself because I don't even know all the things I even said. And so we're thankful still for that. Did you have anything that you wanted to share that you got out of... I know you have stepped away, but yeah, um, I think we, we already touched on it. Just having enough oil, but I, it's not so much as you know. When I was looking at the significance of oil, and you know how it was used to be a blessing to adorn, um, and I think we already touched on that. And it's how I think for me, well, just when I was spending some time reading it, is how can I. Or how can we make sure that we have enough oil to be a blessing to the Lord? Mm-hmm. And I think it's a daily task that we should do. And I'm sure you already touched on it, but like not losing sight of that. Like, because I think as we are being able to bless the Lord, it will also translate into other people's lives. Because I believe it's in Judges or Deuteronomy, and it says that, you know, the olive oil is used to bless the Lord and people. And so mm-hmm. even though we're going to bless the Lord, that same oil can be used to bless the people because here he's going to return. And I know that he, he gave us some commandment, yeah, love each other as I have loved you. You know, you know, just yeah, those mommy. things like that. Like how can our oil be a blessing? Mm-hmm. Not just for the Lord, yeah, but for mama. others. So mm-hmm. because we don't know yeah, when mama. he's going to return. So I don't want to be found being evil or doing something wrong. Or like you said, speaking the wrong things, mm-hmm. how can it be a blessing? And so I think that was one of the huge takeaways that I got is Your mommy. how can my oil bless others? Yes. Well, we just thank you for giving us that assurance and helping us understand that we want our oil to last. We want to be like the wise woman, women that have enough oil for when you come and that we're full completely and and we're, we, we are living off of our own oil. We're not dependent. We're not looking for anybody else's faith to sustain us or anything, Lord. We're looking. We're, we're here for you. And we are keeping our oil lamps filled. So, Lord, I ask that you bless all of the listeners. Bless us, Father, as we go about things in our week, Lord. Help us to keep this message at the forefront of our minds so that we may have an understanding of what you have called for us to do and be in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Bye.